A Pakoda love story with a certain twin starter and a trade I love. I think I love. Let's break it down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Again, this is Nash Walker, writer at Twins Daily for over two years, host of this podcast for over two years. Love the Twins, lifelong fan, aspiring sports broadcaster. The dream is to become the play-by-play announcer for the Twins one day. We're on our way, hopefully want to thank you for listening today. Pakoda love story, man. It's the best time of the year. I got an article coming out later this week at twinsdaily.com breaking this down, but I love Pakoda projections. And usually Pakoda, at least the last couple of years, has really liked the Twins. And Pakoda really likes the Twins right now. Has them pegged for 84 wins. We'll talk a little bit more about that on Friday. But today I want to look at a specific projection. It's for a tw- certain Twins starter. And if I told you right now the Twins have a projected frontline starter in their rotation, you might not be shocked, but you'd be surprised that Pakoda thinks so. And I'll say about Pakoda, people hate, like people see Pakoda and they instantly get angry because you remember how many times they were wrong. When a system is projecting over 1,600 players in 30 teams, they're going to be wrong. That is, it's a median projection. It doesn't mean. This is exactly what's going to happen. Obviously not. Baseball is crazy. You never know what's going to happen. But this is the median projection. So if they have the Twins for 84 wins and the Twins go out and win 70, to Pakoda, that's like a 30th percentile outcome for the Twins. But it's not an outcome that that wasn't projected, right? That's just a percentile, every percentile outcome for a player, for a team. It all breaks down onto a whole scale of those outcomes. So people are going to get upset when they see that the St. Louis Cardinals are projected to win 77 games. You go, what? How could, There's no way that's happening. Then the Cardinals go out and win 90 and you laugh at Pakoda, right? You say, oh my, look at Pakoda. They were super wrong. Well, Pakoda had the Cardinals at a 70th percentile winning 90 games. They didn't say they wouldn't win 90 games. It's just their 50th percentile outcome when they ran their simulations was at 77. Um, so... It's not perfect. It's never perfect, really, but it's fun to look at. It's fun to it's fun to break down, and we're going to break down some of them today, and we'll break down on Friday. We'll break down next week these projections for Twins players because they are interesting, and a lot of them are rosy. Like, there's only a few Twins. When I was looking at these projections, we'll break these down, as I said, who I looked, and I was like, whew, I don't like that, or that's not a good projection for that guy. There are only a couple that I saw and a lot of them are, are really, really nice and rosy. And that's why the twins are expected to win 84 games in a 50th percentile outcome at Pakoda. Uh, we'll talk more about that on Friday, what that means, like why that fires me up even more about this lockout, hopefully ending soon and, and getting back into free agency and trade season. A frenzy I think is coming. Um, but I want to talk about Joe Ryan today because a lot has been made about Joe Ryan ever since he was, the twins traded Nelson Cruz at the deadline to Tampa Bay. Ryan and Stratman come back. Nelson Cruz was such a glowing light for this franchise the last three years that we just had to get something 
in return. You just had to almost not match what Nelson Cruz has done, but Nelson Cruz's excellence, I think that got transferred into our opinions of the trade and our excitement about the trade because I also was excited Nelson was getting traded to somewhere he potentially could win a ring. It didn't happen in Tampa Bay. He wasn't particularly good for the Rays, but I was happy for him and also excited about Joe Ryan and Strotman for good reason, especially Ryan, a former top 100 prospect, elite numbers across the minor leagues with stuff that really didn't jump off the page. What we've seen with the Twins is Bailey over, I think maybe with Bundy a little bit too, they feel. And now with Joe Ryan is the low 90s fastball playing up in the zone, swings and misses. We've seen kind of that trend in Major League Baseball in baseball the last couple of years, showing that that top of the zone, you can get a lot of swings and misses, even if you're low 90s. Joe Ryan's arm slot with the invisible pitching at the top of the zone. He gets a ton of swings and misses. Strikeout rates are amazing in the minor leagues. And he comes up in his first four starts for the Twins. He has a perfect game bid into the seventh inning. He's good in his debut. He's outstanding again. I think he struck out 11 Cubs in a row at Wrigley. So he dazzled in his first four starts. Then gets knocked around. Nico Goodrum, old friend, two homers. I believe it was off him in his fifth and final start of the season. And his line overall was still good, but the first four starts were just so great at a time when Twins fans needed some hope that they clung to Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober. And now when you look at this rotation, it's them too anchoring it, right? There is this expectation for these two. It's not fair. And Tom Froming talks about this. I want to get this out there before we go over the Pocoded projection for Joe Ryan. It's not fair that this is the projection. It's not fair that we are expecting Joe Ryan to be a frontline slash mid-rotation starter for the Twins next year. It, it wasn't supposed to be this way, but it is. And the reason it is is because the Twins traded away Jose Barrios. They lost Kenta Maeda. And because they haven't done anything else other than sign Dylan Bundy, which actually ups the expectation of Ryan and Ober to be better than Bundy because you expect him to be your five. So it's not fair to expect so much of these guys who are coming off rookie seasons in which they threw – I think in combined 120 innings, Ryan had like 26 and two thirds. Ober had like 90 something. These are these are guys we shouldn't be relying on to be opening day slash second day of the season starters. It's just it's not right and it's not fair to them. But that doesn't mean we can't get excited about what could be. And I've been tepid about Joe Ryan because I'm always going to be a stuff guy. If you don't have a mid 90s fastball and you get 30 35 percent strikeout rates with not great secondary stuff either. I'm going to be skeptical that you can maintain that over a long period of time at the major league level. Guys will catch up to your fastball. Guys will sit on your fastball. We saw that at times with Nico Goodrum and Joe Ryan is possibly gives up 35, 40 homers a year as Keith Law kind of laid out in his prospect list. But there is a ton, ton of reason to be excited about Ryan too. And Picota is a big reason. Let's talk about the line without further ado after this word from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this one. This year, I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. It's all so good. They're going to blow you away. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're healthy. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories. How can you get your hands on some Built Bars? Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects is hosted by Lindsey Crosby. It's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Without further ado, Joe Ryan, Pakota Projection is amazing. Here's what they have Ryan for. 143 innings, 2.87 ERA, 153 strikeouts, 2.5 warp, which is their wins above replacement measurement. That's tied for 20th and ahead of these guys. Listen to these names. They have Joe Ryan as more valuable as a pro- for a projection in 2022. Jose Barrios, Frankie Montas. We're going to talk about Frankie later today. Freddie Peralta and Lucas Giolito. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. Then we look at DRA minus, which is deserved run average. It's a statistic from baseball prospectus. Measures the rate a pitcher expect to, expects to give up runs. Pakota projects Ryan for a better DRA minus than Lance Lynn, Sandy Alcantara, and Shohei Otani. That, that's more impressive to me than the raw numbers. I mean, a 287 ERA, 153 strikeouts, and 143 innings is, is an elite projection. But then you say that he's going to be better more valuable than Barrios, than Montas, than Peralta, than Giolito. They are projecting him to be a frontline starter in 2022. No question about it. Pakota projects Joe Ryan as a frontline starter. And then you look at Bailey Obert, and Bailey Obert's projection is is solid too. They have him as a a mid-rotation starter, 357 ERA, 381 FIP, a better than average DRA minus in 124 innings. So this is a base, even if it's not entirely sturdy, my question is, are they going to add enough to make it matter? So when I talk about Joe Ryan's projection, I talk about Bailey Ober's projection or Dylan Bundy or Taylor Rogers, anybody, it's not because I'm trying to put lipstick on a pig. That is the Twins rotation. If you've been listening all offseason, you know I've, I've constantly stressed that the Twins need to go get starters. We know this. They don't have enough. They don't have enough to compete. They don't even have enough to fill a rotation right now. So... Lewis Thorpe is in the, is in the uh, roster projection at the Athletic in the rotation. I, we haven't seen Lewis Thorpe throw a good pitch, I think, in two spring trainings. Like He's in the rotation right now, so that tells you where it's at. I'm not putting lipstick on a pig. What I'm trying to say is, conversely, you have Joe Ryan, you have Bailey Ober. It's not nothing. We shouldn't expect the world of them, but you have enough in those two that if they can reach these projections, if you build correctly around them and you make the right moves in the rotation to compete, all of a sudden, this team can be good next year. And that's been my point all offseason. A lot of people believe, like, it won't matter. They can make a big move for Frankie Montas, for Luis Castillo. It won't matter. It won't matter. It will take two moves, in my opinion. Because we know Jordan Balazovic and Josh Winder, they are coming. It takes two moves for impact starters, a one and a two. Whether that's trading for Montas, signing Rodon, stay healthy. You need some favor, too. You need some luck. You need health. But on paper, signing two starters, and then the development that's expected from Balazadek, from Winder, from Duran, hopefully, if they're still on the team, after you trade for a Montas, Castillo, Gray, or whoever, still on the team, will supplement that depth. That's what you're relying on. But right now, that depth, you're relying on them to be in your rotation by the second half. And to me, that's not a, a squad that's going to compete. Like, this rotation can't compete right now. But it doesn't have nothing. You're not starting from scratch. I don't like that sort of narrative of this offseason for the Twins. They're starting from scratch in the rotation. It's not true. Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober could absolutely have really solid seasons and be sturdy rotation members. 
Bakota thinks Joe Ryan's going to be great. Bakota thinks Bailey Ober is going to be what he was last year, which is a, a serviceable number three or four starter, which at this point in time, very valuable to the Twins. And in free agency, costs a lot. That's like Steven Matt's $40 million for a mid-rotation starter. If you can get Bailey Ober to be your mid-rotation starter, that's great, making the league minimum. This rotation can come together. That's been my point, and I will be extremely disappointed if they don't put something together because with this offense, with Byron Buxton, with Josh Donaldson, with Alex Kirilov, with Jorge Polanco and Luis Arise, the list goes on. Jose Miranda coming. If you can't give this offense a chance to compete, you can't give Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober a chance to compete, shame on you. And I'll be really disappointed. And I will be really upset going into opening day if, if they don't do that because I've been pushing for that all offseason. Have I explained why they might not? Yes, and I will continue to explain that. But if they don't put it together going into next year, into this year, I'm going to be disappointed. Let's talk about bet online and then a trade I proposed on Twitter today. Some response. Football might be over, but March Madness is approaching. Basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, for boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, March Madness is coming, people. You want action for March Madness. You want action for the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. There's one spot, the best spot to go. It's Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Head over there now. Our friends, BetOnline.net. We love you. So here's a trade I proposed today. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If not, I will explain it to you. Frankie Montas to the Twins for Luis Arise, Yoan Duran, Keone Cavaco, and Drew Strotman. I will preface this by saying we've talked about Montas a little bit on the show. He has two years of team control remaining. Luis Arise has four. Yoan Duran has six. Keone Cavaco has six. Drew Strotman has six. Now, you don't know if Duran, Cavaco, or Strotman are going to become major league players where their service time will even matter. But if they do, that's 22 years of service for two years of Frankie Montas. A couple things with this. This is just a projection. I put this in the MLB Trade Simulator. It came out basically dead even on both sides. I think it's pretty fair. The response to this was some people, some Twins fans saying, God, no, I would never do this. Some Twins fans saying, yes, I would absolutely do this. If you get mixed responses on a trade, I think that usually mean that means that it's a fair trade because Twins fans look at this and some of them clung to these guys and they're like, hey, this is way too much. Other Twins fans were like, this seems about right. This, I think to me, feels right. You have Luis Arise joining an A's team cheap, Four years of cheap team control. Joining an A's team instantly steps into their lineup for the next four years. Maybe you get an inside track on an, on an extension for him. Yohan Duran, big time upside, low floor. We know with the elbow. Keone Cavaco, first pick or first round pick in 2019. Hasn't put it together, but still the tools are there for the shortstop and the makeup is there as well. Drew Strotman, velocity's there. Results just haven't been there after Tommy John surgery in the command department. So, you have serious upside here. You also have floor with Luis Arise. If Duran, Cavaco, and Stratman click, this trade would really hurt the Twins. But there's a chance that, again, three out of those four never make it. And Luis Arise, we love Luis Arise. We've talked at length about Luis Arise. I think you can afford to trade him with Miranda and Steer and, and Martin and Lewis, hopefully. All these guys coming. 
You have Polanco locked up. You have Nick Gordon as a utility option. I think they can they can afford to trade Luis Arise. I will say about, uh, about Frankie Montas, he would have to take a step forward, I think, for this trade to really pay off. He's been good. He was good last year. Love his stuff. Upper 90s. Great changeup. Slattery needs to throw more. He would need, need to take that next step for this really to feel good. But that trade to me, Arise Duran, Cavaco Stratman, if you put that in front of me today and I'm the Twins, Twins front office and you said you can have two years of Frankie Montas and, and this is how we're going to start after the lockout. This is our first move after the lockout. Yes or no? I would think for 48 hours on it. If they said you need to give me an answer right now, I'd probably pull the trigger. I would. I would need to think about it a little more because the the, the biggest part for me, Luis Arise sucks losing him, losing a fan favorite, but this fan base is clamored for starting pitching. And it's the, the same people who love Luis Arise. You have to understand that these trades hurt for frontline starters. Frankie Montas is an opening day frontline starter with the stuff to become more. He's projected to make just over $5 million this summer. So by trading for Frankie Montas, that doesn't limit you from doing anything else. And that's why I like it. Because if Frankie Montas cost $12, 13000000 million, the package going back would be less. But then you wouldn't have the financial flexibility to do more. By trading for Montas, you can then make a run at Rodon. You can then flip a trade for Sonny Gray. You can sign Michael Pineda back. You can go after Trevor Story. You have the money to do these other things, which is really fun and, and helps you think about next year or this summer in a much better way. Now, if this is their only move, I agree. Like, that doesn't make any sense. He has two years of team control like Barrios did. Why didn't they just keep Barrios, right? And I don't disagree with you there. I would say Montas has more upside than Jose Barrios because of the stuff and because I think the durability as well. Both of them have it. Montas, to me, just has that extra gear I think he can reach with three plus-plus pitches this year and in 2023. If you got got an inside track on an extension, absolutely I'm pulling the trigger on this. I'm assuming that this is a flat-out two years of team control for Frankie Montas. And listen, it hurts, but trades do. A lot of the trades I see, the proposals – it's fun to throw in Max Kepler in trades and say you get a whole lot back. It's just not the case. It needs to hurt. A trade like this would hurt, but this is the type of deal I think you might see in terms of value. And I would pull the trigger on something like this. And I'm going to put it back on your screen for YouTube users. You can think about it and look at Frankie throwing a pitch. I'm sure it's nasty coming out of his hand, but Man, that'd be hard to turn down, and I think it would be a great kickstart for the Twins after the lockout. I think this would be a investment in 2022 to show that they're serious about going in for this year and serious about competing with an offense. I think that can be elite, especially if you add a Trevor Story, use your money, use your free agency. I don't know. This is exciting. Let me know what you think in the comments about this deal. And Friday, we're going to talk more about the Twins' 84 win projection from Pakoda which you might be laughing. I kind of looked at it and I was like, whoa, my stomach lurched. But we're going to talk about that on Friday. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He's going to bring you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. Follow me on Twitter at NashRocker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Let me know what you think about that Frankie Montas deal in the comments. You rock. Subscribe. Like. 